Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's just lift our voice and thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that we're, we're a grateful people. You have redeemed us from destruction. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 34, 3 says, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us, that means don't just let me, let us exalt his name together. The word magnify means to, to make large, to make large and the, to, to, to exalt his name means to lift up. So he says, uh, magnify, you know, two things are necessary for you to, to be able to see what the Lord wants you to see. Two things are necessary, just like in the natural. It's got to be the right size. <laughs> you might need a little magnification. And you need the right light. Hallelujah. So tonight, let's just join together. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his, where'd she go? Well, she'll be back. Let us exalt his name together. Psalm 69 verse 30 says, I will praise the Lord with songs and will magnify him with thanksgiving. So you say, well, I just need a little help seeing this is good. I believe healing is, is mine, but I need a little help seeing it. Well, magnify the Lord magnify with me. Magnify him and trust him. Let's magnify the oh, Lord. Let's just what, what do we want with magnify him? His ability. His, who he is. And it's what not a struggle. Done. It's just a Let magnify. us exalt the name together. Hey. Acts 10, 46 oh, says, they heard them speak with other tongues and magnify the Lord. So everybody in here who's filled with the Holy Spirit, just begin to magnify Him in other tongues. For they heard them. You say, I don't want anybody to hear me. No, they need to hear you. They heard them. It's appropriate for you to be heard by someone else magnifying the Lord in other tongues. Somebody needs to hear you magnify the Lord. Bodies, miracles. Someone's getting a miracle tonight in your body. Oh, 
Psalms 5 verse 11 says let all those that trust in you rejoice cheer up because you defend them God defends them let all those who trust in you rejoice let them that love your name be joyful in you I like what the message Bible says let the party last all night and then it says, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, you, we've been coming here long enough that you know that we like for you to lift your voice. Yeah. I mean, they clap at the ball game. I mean, they clap, you know, at football, and they clap at a concert, but we use our voice. We the voice of the righteous. The Lord. It's the voice of the Lord that gives yes. thanksgiving. It's the voice of the Lord that thunders. Amen. It's our voice we continually give praise and thanks with. Our voice. Amen. Ephesians 5 says that the word of God is, he said that it is uh, the the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I like what one translation said. It is the voice of God. Hallelujah. Let the party last all night, he says. And then he says, and you, God, stand guard over our reception. Everybody lift your hands and lift your voice. mighty God, the God of all graces, the God of all glory. He is the God who stands guard over our reception. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you want. Or you can run around the room. Because the parties are going to last all night. Glory to God. 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 Lester Summerall said this. Spiritual revolution is on the way. I found out something. If you want a revolution, you got to have a revelation. There's something about magnifying the Lord that just makes the people of God turn up the temperature a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You can sit down. There's, when you magnify the Lord, it's like that fire that's in heaven, you know. That fire that's in you, really. You just uh, stir it up. Spiritual revolution is on the way. He wrote this in the early 90s. And he was, you know, he went home about, um, I'm not quite sure, somewhere in six to eight years ago. Something like that. Maybe not quite that long. Six, I'm not, I don't quite remember. But it hasn't been that long. He was a forerunner. He was a pioneer of faith. He was a, a wonderful man. He, he uh, walked and ministered with Howard Carter, who was instrumental in bringing back the, the understanding of the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit uh, during our time and, and a little bit earlier. But, but he, he was instrumental in helping people to understand how the move of the Spirit... Uh, you know, when he says in first Corinthians, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. Really, the word gift is not in there. He's just saying, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual things. He said, I just don't want you to be ignorant. But anyway, so Lester Summerall uh, learned to uh, to move with the spirit of God. And he said this in his book. I think it was called Pioneers of Faith. He said, now I believe the greatest spiritual revolution in the history of the world is about to take place. Then he said this, I'm not sure all Christians will be in on it because it might be too radical. (laughs) It might be too offbeat. Preachers may not look dignified. 
Now that's a tough one right there. That's where the rubber meets the road. Where the pre- what the preachers look like. So preachers like to look dignified. I can tell you they do like to look dignified. But I don't mind telling you we have a reputation for being undignified. In fact, you know, you may have heard this story, but we'll tell it again. For those of you who haven't heard, for those of you who do, just join in. But uh, we were in a camp meeting out in Las Vegas a few years back, and I don't know if you know Leroy Thompson, but he was there with Mark Hankins and some other ministers, and they were out there, and we were leading people, and, you know, just really, he was just laying hands on people, and, and we were just up there singing, just keeping the water stirred, you know, keeping yourself, you know, you, you activate your faith. I mean, you just, you know, Stir it up. I mean, you got to be fervent about the things of God. I'll just tell you, because I found out something. You know, the, the gifts, uh, they, they, they don't work in lukewarm Christians. That's why Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God. I mean, if you want the gift of God to operate in you, got to be fervent. You got to be, I mean, you got to want it. You know what I'm saying? You say, well, I don't know if I do. Listen, I found out something. What you feed grows. <laughs> So if you'll just feed on the things of God, then the desire for those things grows. See, whatever you behold, you become. And if you'll just kind of stay in his presence and get with people who love God and get with people who are fervent with God, you know, it'll, it, it's contagious. I mean, it'll just rub off on you. Thank God you can get with people in the world and get cold if you want or get with people with God and get hot. I mean, I choose God. You make your choice, but I choose God. And he said, preachers may not look dignified. Uh, uh, well, so we were in this camp meeting, and, and uh, uh, we were up there doing just like this. And then Leroy looked at Mark, and he said, he's looking at us, and he said, he's Mark, he's from Louisiana, and he's kind of Cajun. He said, did you see those two girls up there? I can't talk. Well, I'm kind of, that's my fake out for Louisiana Cajun. He said, they're not afraid to get ugly for Jesus. <laughs> So everywhere we go, you know, Mark will tell us that you're the two girls that aren't afraid to get ugly for Jesus. I said, that's right. I don't mind the reputation. What was your, what was your reason? (laughs) No, but I'm just telling you, say, what does that mean? Not afraid to get ugly. You know, you're just not concerned with who you are. You're concerned with who he is. And actually, I got a scripture for you on it. Look over at 2 Samuel. I love this one. Uh, in in uh, uh, 2 Samuel, we got this is part of the move of God. You do understand that preachers just may not look dignified. I'm going to read the rest of it, but I want to read this to you. Uh, in uh, 2 Samuel, in 2 Samuel, uh, when the Ark of the Covenant was brought in 2 Samuel verse six or chapter 6. I know y'all thinking, well, 2 Samuel, give me a little bit more location. Second Samuel, what? Second Samuel, chapter six, uh, and they they had uh, they were bringing the ark of the Lord back in, and let's see, verse uh, verse twelve. Actually, we'll start in the middle of verse twelve. Well, we can start verse. It says in verse twelve. Now it was told King David, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. This is where they had uh, uh, taken the ark after they, you know, someone had. It, They've been, they put their hand on it, and then when they did, it was stumbling, you know, then they fell over dead. And so they thought, we don't know what to do with this, so we just better put it over here until we figure out the proper way to handle and to be in the presence of God. Because, see, you know, it's just, it, it has nothing to do with who you are. Nothing at all. Some people don't praise God unless they, you know, something good's happened to them that day. 
And they feel like they can't praise God unless, you know, they've just done everything. They feel confident in their own ability that day. You're missing. Listen, you're going to miss really the real uh, reason. You're never going to really enter into the presence of God praising God like that because it's all about you. But look at what he did here. He said in, 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 you know, you could sing, it's all about me. Okay. But in here he said, so David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed Eden to the city of David with gladness. Glory to God. I like that. Anytime you get where the the glory of God is, it will make you glad. And so it was when those bearing the ark of God had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen, fatted sheep. Then David, now you understand some people think that the only reason people dance is because they're ignorant and they don't know what else to do. So it's all the ignorant, stupid people who really get out and dance. Say, that's why I don't want to do it because people who do it are just ignorant. You know, you got to understand something about praising God. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about how ignorant you are. It's not about how rich you are. It's not about how poor you are. It's, got, it's all about Jesus. See, if that's what stops you from praising God, because you say, I'm intelligent. I got a college education. And I know more than that. What you don't realize is what you know is absolutely nothing. Because it's not about how smart you are. It's about how smart God is. And he's so smart, he can take someone who has nothing and give him his riches in glory and give someone who has nothing a reason to rejoice and someone who thinks he's got something, someone who thinks he's smart, is sitting back there thinking, I don't need that. Because they're so smart, they're stupid. I don't live here. That's why I talk that way. (laughs) But it says, so then David, who was the king, you understand? He was the ruler. Have you ever wondered how David was able to break out of his mistakes in life? Have you ever wondered how David was able to be released from the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the mistake, the sin that he had entered into? Have you ever wondered and how that every king after him who did what God told him to do, a king that was a good king, was always measured by King David? Have you ever wondered how in the world he was able to resist the plan of the devil and freely embrace the plan of God? Well, if you have wondered, I am here to help you tonight. Because it says this about David. It says, then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel, why did not watch this? David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. Have you ever wondered why all of Israel did it? I'll tell you why he did it. They all of Israel did it because King David did it. You understand the anointing flows from the head down. You say, well, I want to move a God in my church. I want to move a God in my family. I want, you know, everybody's got their position of leadership. You know, this is not, well, you know, it's all about the pastor. No, no, it's all about you entering in in a, in a spirit of obedience to God. I mean, you are the leader of your life. 
And when you enter in, you know, you say, well, I just want my family to be different. You'll be real surprised how everybody in your family will turn when you turn. Because I'm telling you, Psalms 133 says the anointing flows from the head down. It flows from the head down. So he entered in. And he said, as he entered in, it says that, uh, now watch this now. So it says, uh, when they brought the ark up, set it in its place, he offered all, uh, burnt offerings, peace offerings, and David finished offering. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord host. I'm telling you, you'll never understand the blessing of God if you don't know how to enter in to his, uh, uh to his presence with giving of thanks and offering. I mean, just you. You just don't even consider yourself the blessing of the Lord. It doesn't just flow to you. He blessed the people. That didn't happen until he had worshiped God with all his might. Woo, glory to God. And then it says, and then it says, uh, uh, he, 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 he distributed among all the people, the whole multitude of people, the women, the men, to everyone, bread and meat and raisins. Sounds pretty good to me. And all the people departed. Everyone to his own house. In other words, he fed everyone off of a, a, of a, 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 of a, of an entering in to the presence of God. There's provision in his presence. There's provision. What do you need? I'm telling you, it's there. And then it says, then David returned to bless his household. And watch what happens. Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. And she said, oh, you sure did look. Uh, 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 he said, uh, glorious, the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of the servants. The one uh, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. In other words, she was saying, you did something that people who don't have any sense do. See, she thought that it was all about what she had. And so she was judging him. She thought people who don't have nothing else, they're the ones that do that. But you're the king. You got something. You know, you ought not be like that. And I love David. David's answer. He said, David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the, the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. He said, he said, it's not about what I've done. It's about God, what God has done. And he said, I've just entered into it. He said, you don't understand. And then he says this. And I will be even more. I like my new King James. It says in the new, in, in the King James, I think it says, I will be even more vile than this. Well, you say, what does that word mean? Well, the, the new King James makes it a little clearer. It says, I will be even more undignified than this. Woo! You say, well, what, what do you mean undignified? What does that mean? Well, he goes on, he says, and I will be and will be humble in my own sight. In other words, it has to do with humbling yourself. You say, what does that mean? Everybody who walks and yokes up with Jesus, Jesus said, uh, he said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for I am lowly. And humble. Meek, he said. That's how I get the will of God done. I just humble myself. And he said, when I humble myself, he said, that yoke, he said, for he said, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. And you will find rest and refreshing for your soul. 
Woo, glory to God. What is it that happens when you worship God? There's something where you come underneath his mighty hand. And you, as you come underneath his mighty hand, something else happens too. Look over, if you would, with me. In, uh, there's only actually two references in the New Testament uh, where uh, the scripture that is written in, um, I believe it is in, uh, it's in Proverbs or, uh, let me look here. It says, uh, look over, well, just look over with me here. I'll find it. In James chapter 4. Look over there. In James Chapter 4, he says in verse, uh, verse 6, James chapter 4. Actually, the, the, he, gets, he gives you a quote in this verse from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34. And there's only two times in the New Testament that this verse is quoted. And something happens in both times that I think we need to take notice of. In James chapter 4, he says... Uh, it's interesting why he starts off in the chapter four, wars and fightings come among you. You lust and don't have. You ask and don't receive. And he says, oh, don't you know friendship with the world is enmity with God? Da, da, da. The spirit who dwells in us yearns to jealousy. Then he says in verse six, but he gives more grace. His, the grace that he gives is stronger. He's talking about coming right up against the world and, and the things of the world. And he says, he shows us more abundance grace. And then he quotes Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to who? The to the humble. That word humble literally, literally means a low position. In other words... It's nothing you've done. It's nothing you have. You're just yielding to the mighty hand of God. Remember, that's what David said he was doing when he was worshiping God with all his might. He said, it's it's just humbling myself. I mean, just getting low before God. I just don't even depend on anything. My knowledge, my strength, my ability, my weakness, my ignorance. He said, humble yourself. And then something happens here when you, uh, he said, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And then he says, look at what it says in in verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, what is he saying there? He's saying that when you uh, actually, uh, uh, when you, uh, the uh, Amplified Bible says, be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him and he will flee from you. What's happening when you submit yourself, you get low, you low, you, you, you don't consider and look to what you've done, but you just let yourself be under that mighty hand of what God has done. And when you do that and you humble yourself before God, what happens? Resisting the devil, the very person who yields to God, causes a mighty, mighty power to be made available. And it is that power and it is that glory that you resist your enemy in. Listen to me. Don't you face your enemy without knowing how to praise God. Praise is a weapon of might. And the devil gets confused when the people of God won't be quiet. Look at what it says over here. Now get over here in 1 Peter. Look over at 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5. This is the other place 
where the quote comes from Proverbs chapter three, verse 34 in in first Peter chapter five. He says in verse five, Cindy likes this part of the verse. Likewise, ye younger submit yourself to the elder. (laughs) Yes. All of you be subject one to another. Don't fall there. Be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. There's that quote again from Proverbs 3, verse 34. What happens when you yield, humble yourself? I mean, you have to get a little undignified, so to speak, if you're going to really yield to God in worship and praising him. He says, for casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith resist him steadfast in the faith what's happening to the person who is yielding himself humble to the Lord going low with the yoke of Jesus with the will of God and his purpose of God in his life what happens I'm telling you exactly what happens the same mighty power that enabled Jesus to walk to the cross to yield up his life and atonement for all to yield he said how do I how do I perform the will of God He said, I'm meek and I'm lowly. He said, I humble myself under the mighty word, the mighty power of God. And as he did it, he said, you yoke up with me. You'll do it the same way. And as you do that, something happens that causes the plan of the enemy to be undone. To be undone. I'm telling you, the devil cannot stay in a place where a man or woman will humble himself under the mighty hand of God and worship the Lord. You say, what happens when you're undignified? Actually, there's only two times in the New Testament when the word for undignified shows up. It's the word for fervency. And it says in Romans 12 verse 11, be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And that word fervent there is the word that means, I like the trend from Strong's. It says fiery hot, full of burning zeal. It is the opposite of dignified. Cold and unemotional. In a Christian context, it signifies a high spiritual temperature inflamed by the Holy Spirit. Woo! Glory to God! What goes together with being humble? What is it that happened with David when he was, you know, it looked like he was just being a little bit out of order. But actually, it was God's order. You say, well, you just want me to act weird. No, I just want you to worship God. And I don't know why you don't worship God. If it's because you're so smart or because you're so rich or because you're so pretty. I don't know what it is. But you just need to get a little ugly for Jesus sometimes. And just just throw your head back and just say, glory to God. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And, you know, I mean, we're not out, you know. We're not out somewhere where we're going to, you know, mess with somebody's head in the world right now. This is our home, you understand. This is our church. This is our place. This this is the place. This is, you know, this is where you come home, kick your feet, your shoes off. I mean, put on the clothes, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift back your head, your, your, your hanging, hanging down head and lift it up. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. This is where you do that. 
is not where you come in under the influence of, you know, the cares and, and things of this world. Uh, he said, casting all your care upon him, he cares for you. And he said, resist him. He said, for your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour. He said, he's loud. He's just going around trying to shut you up. He's going around trying to keep you from, from, from humbling yourself and entering into all that God's done. But he said, resist him. One translation says, stand against him. I like that. One translation says, talk back to him. That's why Cindy is always trying to encourage you to open your mouth. Because when you open your mouth, what happens is the voice of God is heard. And when the voice of God is heard, I don't care how loud your enemy's been roaring. I don't care how loud he's been viciously trying to stop you. But when you begin to lift your voice, the voice of God, I'm telling you right now, when Jesus comes back, the Bible says he's going to destroy him with the spirit of his mouth. Glory to God. He says, when I come back, all I'm going to do, he said, you think Jesus is going to get up there and have to try to do something? No, he's already done what is going to put him under. But what happens is the spirit of his mouth, he said, he's going to destroy him with the spirit of his mouth in 2 Thessalonians 2 and the brightness of his coming. Woo! Glory to God. I got news for you, church. We already have the voice of God as we speak his word. The Bible says his word. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is the voice of God. We got his voice. We got his voice. And the Bible says in Ephesians 3, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. We already got the two things that Jesus is going to use to totally... I mean in this day to totally demonstrate his total uh, defeat over, I mean, everything in this earth. But we may not see everything right now, but we do see Jesus. And Jesus is our head. He is our Lord. And we worship him. Hallelujah. Go ahead and thank him for healing you. Thank him for delivering you. Thank him for releasing you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Yeah, let's sing that. Can we just sing that? I got it. Oh, I think we, you know your pastor started saying this, this scripture earlier in the service. And I just can't. Oh, it's true. It's I just true, can't it's get true, this song true. over my head. Out of my head. Your voice, your praise will hasten I, the victory. I think we ought to sing it. Because the windows of heaven are open. Open in this place. They're open. They're open. We hope you've enjoyed this message by Lois Toucher and Cindy Duvall of Shekinah Glory Ministries. For more information about Shekinah Glory, log on to our website at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. The website also offers our daily devotional, updates from the road, and our ministry itinerary so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. 
You can also join our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. Thank you and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do it without you. Truly, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher, speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries. Thank you and God bless you.